Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. Okay, so I'm going to tell you all a story. Early last month in December, I went on a run, uh, which may surprise you, but I do occasionally run. I don't, you weren't supposed to laugh that hard. (laughs) More of like just a subtle chuckle would have been fine. But I do run occasionally, and I went on a run on on a Sunday afternoon, uh, and I tweaked my back pretty bad on the run. And at first I didn't think much of it, uh, but over the next few days it got worse and worse, and I was hurting uh, whenever I would get in and out of a chair or when I would get uh, in and out of my truck. Uh, And so on Wednesday, I finally went and saw my doctor, and she told me that I had injured a muscle in my back, which I, you know, already knew. But she said all that I could do was take some Advil and then take it easy for a couple of weeks. And and so I did exactly what she said for like two days. (laughs) And you know what? My back started feeling better. And and so on that Saturday, uh, our friends called and invited us to come play pickleball at Dove Park in Grapevine. And I'd never played pickleball before, but I've always wanted to. And so I enthusiastically said yes. They came over. Uh, we walked over to the park, and I figured, you know what? It's been like three days. I'm healed up. I'm good to go. Well, we got there, and we, they taught us the rules, and we started playing. And about five minutes into our first game, I ran up to hit a ball, and I stopped pretty abruptly. And all of a sudden, I experienced one of the worst pains of my entire life. My entire back seized up. I threw my back out completely. I mean, I was having a hard time moving at all. And it just got worse over the next 24 hours. I mean, some of you have probably experienced this before. It is no fun. Uh, But I couldn't move. I couldn't sleep. Uh, In fact, I I couldn't even come to the Christmas worship experience the next day, which is like the best for the pastors because we do nothing. (laughs) I didn't even get to go to Christmas worship experience. Uh, I genuinely couldn't get out of bed. That's how bad I hurt myself. It was awful. But you know what the worst part was? Worse than missing Christmas worship experience, worse than any of the pain I experienced, was the fact that I had to tell people that I got injured playing pickleball. (laughs) I threw my back out playing what is essentially giant ping pong. I threw my back out. I severely injured myself playing a sport that I regularly see people in their 70s playing at the Grapevine Rec. But all of that happened because I didn't take my doctor's advice. I didn't actually rest when I needed to. And because I didn't, I ended up dealing with far more trouble and far more pain than I needed to. Rest is a fundamental, essential piece of our functioning. And yet, you know, I I think we know this. And yet, I think so many of us do what I do, do what I did. We take rest for granted, or we view it as laziness. Or for some of us, I think we just don't even know how to rest. And so we just don't. And that is why we chose to do this series of all series. Usually in January, you do a series to, to fire people up, but we're asking you instead to slow down. 
Instead of going, we're talking about slowing. Asking all of us to do the work of self-examination, to, to carve out time to spend with God, to appreciate and figure out how you can build in Sabbath rest and renewal into your life. Tonight, that's exactly what our scripture is going to encourage us to do. Uh, our text comes from Ecclesiastes, uh, but before we read our verse, I want to remind us all kind of what Ecclesiastes is all about. Uh, if you remember, Ecclesiastes is a work of wisdom literature. Uh, it's written by an author known as Colette. Uh, Koalette is a Hebrew word that means teacher or preacher. Uh, some scholars think that it's just a pseudonym for King Solomon, that he's the one who wrote Ecclesiastes. Uh, others believe that uh, the, the author of Ecclesiastes is a mystery that we've lost to time. But regardless, in the book, we see a man who is working through an internal struggle. He's burnt out. He has been running the rat race of life. He's been trying to... to to live his life and, and find his value based on his accomplishments. And he's come to the conclusion that everything in his life is hevel. That's the word that he used. Uh, hevel means vapor, means smoke. So what he's saying is everything he's been chasing is meaningless. It's nothing. And he doesn't know what to do. He's having an existential crisis. And so he writes this book, and along the way, he has these little realizations in how to live life. He says things like, stop worrying, trust God, wear bright colors, eat, drink, and be merry, have fun. He says, make sure you're spending time with the people that you love. And then we get to our scripture for today. Now, our text for today is only one verse. Uh, and so I'm actually going to read three different translations of it for us. The, NI, uh, the NIV, the message, and the NASB. Uh, and, and I'm doing that because I think reading different ways that this is translated is going to help us really get to the heart of what Coalette, the teacher, wants us to understand. Uh, so this is Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. But skill will bring success. That's the NIV. The NASB says, if the axe is dull and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength. Wisdom has the advantage of bringing success. And then the message version. Remember, the duller the axe, the harder the work. Use your head. The more brains, the less muscle. Okay, the writer of Ecclesiastes, he's feeling agitated and listless. He's trying to figure out how am I supposed to live life? And one of the realizations that he makes is that his axe is dull. He realizes that he needs to learn to rest, to keep his axe sharp. And the same is true for all of us. So many of us walk around with axes that have been dulled by a lifestyle of constant work, constant achievement, constant pursuit. A 2022 survey of 15,000 workers across 15 countries uh, found that a quarter of employees have experienced some burnout symptoms in the last 12 months. 76% of respondents in a Mental Health America study agreed that workplace stress is currently affecting their mental health. 75% in another study 
said that they had experienced burnout in the last three years. Another study found that the average American reported they only wake up feeling rested three days a week. You would be probably not that surprised. Finding studies about how tired we are, very easy. Easiest part of writing my sermon this week. Look, I could go on and on with statistics about how tired we are as a culture. But study after study shows us that there are a lot of dull axes out there. And again, I think many of us know that. We live that every single day. So this is not some novel concept that I'm presenting to you tonight. And so instead of of, of just talking about how we have dull axes tonight, I'd rather have us ask ourselves a couple of questions. And my hope is that by asking these questions, we'll be able to not only see that we need rest, but I hope we will consider how we rest. And so the first question I want us to all ask ourselves and to really consider tonight is what sharpens your axe? Now, first off, we all have things that dull our axes, right? Things specific to us that wear us out and zap our energy. For me, I have come to realize that it is meetings. That's why Monday is one of my most exhausting days of the week. Even though all I do, for the most part, is sit around a conference table, I always feel the most exhausted after Mondays. And don't get me wrong, those meetings usually, most of the time, have a purpose. And I know that, that there's something that needs to be done, but for me, meetings wear me out. They dull my axe. And we all have things like that. I'm sure you could come up with a list right now. We all have specific parts of our jobs or, or things we have to do in life or chores that for whatever reason impact us more than other things. Like maybe you're an introvert and so you only have so much social energy that you can expend before you've got to recharge. Maybe small talk is challenging for you. Or maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you're an extrovert and being alone for too long leaves you feeling kind of lethargic. Maybe you need small talk. My point is just to say, everybody's different. We're all created uniquely. We've got things that get to us and we've got things that don't. And in the same way that we have things that dull our axes, we also all have unique things that sharpen our axes. I put out a question on Instagram yesterday and I asked people, pretty simple question. How do you rest? What are some practices that that you use to recharge? And these are just a few of the responses that I got. This isn't even all of them. Uh, A sunrise or a sunset walk. Traveling and seeing new places. Somebody said listening to books. Another person said doing yoga. Going for a bike ride. Watching TV in bed. Creating something. Several people said getting out in nature. Uh, Someone said taking a nap or sitting in the sun. Somebody else said spa days and bubble baths. Uh, Somebody said going for a run or a long walk. Uh, I kept getting more today. Uh, Somebody said cleaning my house, which was shocking to me. (laughs) But I love all of these, and I love the diversity in the answers. There are very active things on the list, and there are very laid-back things on that list. There are things on that list that would be restful for me, that, that would help me recuperate and recharge. And there are things on that list that absolutely would not. But we all have things 
that can sharpen us. You know, for Jesus, he sharpened his axe by finding silence and solitude. In the first chapter of Mark, Jesus gets up early. It's the very beginning of his ministry. He gets up early and he goes out and he spends the day performing miracles and casting out evil and doing ministry. And and he's doing this work that he's been called to. But by the end of that first day, he's worn out. And he needs time to rest. And so scripture tells us that the very next day he gets up early again. And it tells us that he goes out to a deserted place by himself and he prays. So on day one of Jesus' ministry, we see his, his divinity on full display. And then the very next day, we see his humanity. He's tired. He's exhausted. He needs to sharpen his axe. And so on day two, he goes off on his own to pray, to spend time with God, to rest. And this isn't the only time we see this in the Gospels. He does this consistently. This was a common practice for Jesus throughout his ministry. Jesus oscillates between time in community and time in quiet places by himself. And he did that because he needed it. That's how he stayed sharp. And so looking at his life, we have to ask ourselves, how do we do that? What are the practices in our lives that help us do that same thing? And look, it doesn't have to always be something huge. You don't have to retreat out into the wilderness and pray for 24 hours. I know Sabbath and rest can be kind of an intimidating concept for some of us. But sometimes it can be something simple. You know, when I first started doing Saturday nights, uh, I was pretty nervous. I'm sure most of y'all know that. But I wanted this service to be a powerful time of worship. I wanted this community to get to know each other and love each other and support each other. I wanted to preach sermons that were like semi-coherent. And I'm not sure exactly when this started, but at some point early on, I had us take a deep breath to start every service. And you may think, wow, what a great, I'm sure Sam has some great theological reason for that. But I didn't. I started doing that because I think one day I just needed to take a deep breath (laughs) and I said it out loud. But now I do it every week because it's one of the ways that I sharpen my ax. It's a chance for me and I hope now for all of us to take a little moment of rest before we worship, to find just, just a brief second of relaxation and centering before we jump into our service. That's one of my things. What are yours? What are the things that you need to do to recharge your batteries? Like I said, I think sometimes people are intimidated by Sabbath because they think it means that they're supposed to lay in bed or sit on the couch for 24 hours and do nothing. But Sabbath is way deeper than that. The word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat. And literally translated, Shabbat means to stop, to halt. But there's also another translation, another meaning of the word Shabbat. It also means to delight. And so as you consider how you rest, how you sharpen your axe, I want you to ask yourself, what delights you? 
What are the things that bring you joy? What helps you click out of, of whatever stressor you've got going on in your life? Whatever it is, do it. You've got to do it. You've got to make it a priority in your life. You have to stop and delight. God has, in fact, commanded that you stop and delight, that you practice Sabbath. So make sure that, that you're doing things that keep your axe sharp the way that the writer of Ecclesiastes suggests. That's the first question that I want to offer up for your consideration. The other thing that I want to ask us tonight is, is who sharpens your axe? And here's what I mean by this. Uh, do you have people in your life that will hold you accountable to living life 24-6? Do you have people who will point out to you when, when they notice that you're verging on burnout? Or even just when, they, when you need to take a little break? I remember one time uh, when John McKellar, one of our senior pastors here, told me on a Sunday uh, to, to take the next day off, to take Monday off. He said, take it easy at home. We'd had a crazy week. Well, I didn't listen. And I came in that Monday morning and I figured that he wouldn't notice. But of course, as soon as I walked into the administrative building, there he was drinking his coffee. Uh, and immediately he looked at me and he asked me what I was doing. And, and I started rattling off reasons I needed to be there that the kingdom of God was going to crumble without me. <laughs> I told him that I just needed a few hours. And I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, Sam, it'll all still be here tomorrow. Go home. And if I find out you're here in an hour, we're going to have to talk in my office. <laughs> and so I went home. <laughs> and I rested. Partially at the time because I was just afraid of my boss and getting in trouble. But... But I look back on that now, and I'm, I'm really grateful that he did that. I'm grateful that I have him and I have many people in my life who will call me out when they notice that my axe is getting dull. Because I need, we all need those people in our lives. And not only that, but we need to be those people in, in the lives of others. And so tonight, let's ask ourselves, do we have people that will call us out when our axes are getting dull? And are we people who will call others out when their axes are getting dull? Are we those kinds of spouses? Are we those kinds of parents? Are we those kinds of friends? Are we those kinds of bosses and coworkers? Because sometimes I think all of us need someone to stop us and say, hey, it'll all still be here tomorrow. Go home. And if I find out you're still here, we're going to have to have a talk. Who sharpens your axe? And if you can't think of anyone, know that there is one person that's always calling us to rest. And it's Jesus. He does this for all of us. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I love that verse so much. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus says the Sabbath was made for humankind, not humankind for the Sabbath. 
Jesus says, I made Sabbath for you. I made it so that you would slow down and go home and take a break so that your acts would never be left dull for too long. Look, I understand, I know we all have responsibilities. We all have things that need to get done. We've got checklists in our minds. And I am under no illusion that, that this is an easy sermon to live. I know that this is not always an easy thing to accomplish, but here's what I do believe. I believe that rest and Sabbath is a commandment that we cannot afford to dismiss. Scripture is clear. Jesus is clear about that. And isn't that amazing? God has given us rest as a holy gift, as a sacred mandate. So when we find ourselves in the same place as the writer of Ecclesiastes, when we are burnt out and struggling, trying to search for meaning and purpose, we ought to remember what he did. That a dull axe requires way more strength to make it through the day. Keep your axes sharp. Take some time, please, and consider these questions. Figure out what dulls your axe and what sharpens it. And not only that, but who sharpens it? Who in your life encourages you to rest? Because you don't want to end up throwing out your back on a pickleball court. It's embarrassing. And you don't want to end up getting in trouble with John McKellar. So let's all take a deep breath. And let's learn to rest. Here in just a minute, Grace, is, uh, Grace and the, the band are going to get up and they're going to lead us in a song. And the lyrics say, I will rest in the Father's hands. And so if rest, if Sabbath, if all of this is something that you struggle with, as we sing those lyrics, I hope that you internalize them. I hope that you release. I hope that it is truly a moment for all of us to rest in the Father's hands. Will you pray with me? Lord, we confess that we are a people who rush from one thing to the other. And we don't always mean to, but God, we, we find pretty quickly that our axes get dull. That we have a, a blunt edge. Lord, remind us that you have given us the gift of rest. That it is not laziness. That it is not apathy. God, you are not one that calls us to grind our lives away. You call us to work and you call us to rest. You call us to mission and then you call us to renewal. And so Lord, I pray over all of those in this room, everybody watching online, anybody who struggles with this idea. God, help us to find moments, help us to find practices that recharge our batteries. God, help us to find people. People who, who will come to us in love and say, you've, you've got to slow down. You've got to stop. Lord, we love you.
And we thank you and we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.